Hello and welcome back to the Hardwood Hoops podcast. My name is Ben, your host, and this is something a little bit different. This is our first episode in our new segment we're going to call The Debate. Now, my first guest in this series is the man that's given me the idea for this series, and that is Joel Richards. Hi, Joel. How's it going, all right? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yes, good, thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah, nice. Yeah. If you're not sure, go back, look back through. Joel was on our Sneak Ahead episode because he's a big big basket sh- basketball shoe fan. So uh, we got him on for that one. Had a nice chat there. And like I said, we're going to start something new today. So Joel has got a kind of a topic that he wants to talk about that he feels strongly about. So the whole premise of this is something in the NBA that we love with a passion that we want more people to know about or talk about or something we want to change or or maybe we just want to discuss and come up with some new ideas so joel you have something you want to talk about today tell us what it is yeah so i think our discussion today is going to be should the nba mvp be based on stats alone or should it be changed to reflect the best player in the league See, this is a great debate, I think, personally. Um, I know uh, famous broadcaster Rachel Nichols has a massive opinion on this. She thinks that it should be split, definitely. Um, and I'm going to be giving a little bit of back and forth and maybe give my true opinion towards the end. But Joel, take it away with why or whether you think it should be split or not. Okay, so just a bit of statistics first. So... Um, since 1955-56 season, only 23 MVPs out of 65 have won the championship after being named season MVP. But in the last 13 years, only three have won the championship. So going back to 2007-2008, Kobe won it, didn't win the championship. And then up to last season, was Giannis won it. There's only been three NBA MVPs that have won the championship. A bit of trivia. Can I have a? Do you, have you got the names? Yeah. So who are the who are the three people that are, or who are the two people that have won it? Oh, and I it down. LeBron's definitely done it, hasn't he? An MVP and a championship in one season. Yeah, he did it back to back. And then Steph. And then Steph. Spot on. Yeah. So you know, so one debate. So one that I found on the internet and quite quite liked was should the NBA MVP award include postseason? Okay, what are your fours and against for that? Well, shouldn't the best player be on the team that wins it all of that season? You'd have thought so, but I guess a lot of people go at that and say the regular season and the postseason are almost two completely different seasons, so. Maybe we should have two awards. But then, I guess if you're saying that, maybe we should double the awards for everything. Let's have two Defensive Player of the Year awards. Let's have two MVPs. Let's have... You could go at it at that angle. Because, yeah. you know, teams yeah, prep for the playoffs completely different and say it's a completely different beast. So maybe you do need to. Yeah, but if the player's been awarded the MVP of the season... You'd think, well, he's that good. He should be carrying his team to the final. At least the final. You know? 
Yeah, you'd, you'd have maybe thought so, but obviously there are contributing factors. Injuries, um, your route to the final, perhaps. Um, who knows? In a way, but, you know, I still think the best player is going to win. He should win it all. You know, like, so LeBron in 2012, he won the MVP of the season, then he went on to win the championship. Same thing in 12-13, 13-14, won it, didn't win a championship. And then 14-15, Steph won it, 15-16, Steph won it, didn't win a championship. And then the one that I'm that sticks out is the Russell Westbrook season. <laughs> now, was that given because he was the best player of that regular season or just because he averaged a triple-double? Because he averaged a triple-double in yeah. no context of the whole entire league at any point has Russell Westbrook been the best player in the league exactly so it was given to him based on uh, a merit because he was the second person to do it I think and we're all supposed to think that he's the best player in the NBA in that one year which is as we know load rubbish if we did okay kind of tip it on his head if you did it strictly based on stats, him averaging a triple-double, would that still put him at the top of that MVP race, perhaps? Or are there other factors that play into it that maybe then bring him back down, like his shooting percentage or something? Yeah, but I agree with you that obviously if he had stats, maybe he would come up to the top anyway. But to move on to another point as well, should teams only be eligible to have MVPs if they are over a certain win percentage? So plus 500 team, whoever's over plus 500, their star players or their MVPs or their all-stars, they're eligible for the MVP award, possibly. Because, you know, if a team's tanking, they could just chuck one player on, say your Trey Youngs, to shoot 50 shots a game, whatever happens, happens, score 50, 60 points a night, wow, this guy's amazing, MVP. And then his team, the Hawks, maybe get 0.453% for win percentage. Yeah. You know? So they're losing more games than they're winning, and yet this guy looks amazing, but he's on a bad team, and he's just getting more percentage shots than anyone else. You'd hope the... So the way they do it at the moment is the, the media votes, right, for the players around the league that they want. They get uh, 10 votes. So first place, whoever they put in first place gets 10 points, second place nine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, till they fill the, the ballot, basically. You'd hope that these people who watch the NBA night in, night out and analyse it and focus on it would be able to take into account, like losing records and players playing well on those teams. You'd hope that the system currently in place works if people kind of use their common sense. But as you pointed out with that one case already, maybe it's not. But then it was an incredible season to average an MV, uh, average a triple-double, I guess. Yeah, it was an incredible season. But, you know... Did that have an effect on his team winning and getting to the playoffs and winning the playoffs? No. You know, so again, his team, I can't remember the season that well, but they were, probably, they were playing 
are probably half decent because he was averaging a triple double, but that was overshadowed by the fact that you know they probably lost in the first round, didn't make it further than the second round, and then bombs out, and another deserved winner probably won the championship that year. Then, yeah, no, very true. So you're kind of proposing at the moment, just roughly, we wait till the end of the playoffs, and you take into consideration everything that's happened throughout that season, including the playoffs, which makes it more likely to be an MVP on a team over 500 anyway, because you're basing it on playoffs as well. And you're also taking into account the two teams that make it to the finals, you would assume have an MVP caliber player and the the winning team essentially would look most promising for that star player on that team to be the most valuable player of that year yeah essentially you know and it's hard to gauge because the postseason means more to certain players so like LeBron this season isn't playing like an MVP because he knows he just needs to get the playoffs and then he'll just turn that switch and he'll be probably in a chance for the playoff MVP you know whereas other guys like Russell Westbrook play as if it's if it's always a playoff in the in the regular season, and then they never get past first round, you know. So it's hard to gauge because you know some teams value the the, the regular season a lot because it gives them game time, and there's teams like or players like Kawhi that um, manage load manage, um, and Kevin Durant and all them they load manage. So it's easy wins, and it makes other players look better than they are. Whereas if the Nets feel, it, feel their best team, then your Trey Youngs, your Jamarant, something's going to have a tough time to kind of look good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. But, you know, I do think if it's based over the whole season, so regular and playoff, then, you know, your players that have worked hard to get to that point of the playoffs and perform then they've kind of earned their badges then. Like if Julius Randle this season takes the Knicks to the playoffs and then gets to maybe the second round or maybe the conference final, then he could be in line to be MVP this season, purely because he's had a massive effect on the Knicks improving and getting to somewhere they haven't been in a long time. Yeah. You know, right. Whereas you know, Janice got the MVP last year, this year hasn't really looked like an MVP, to be honest. You know, just because his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo, well, let's give him an award because we need to expand the reach of the sport, you know? Sure, yeah, so that could, could have something to do with it, the kind of building the uh, character, or well, not character, the sort of brand of a, of a player that's sort of on that cusp of being the next superstar in the league. Um, would you say then, would you still if you gave out the MVP award based on the entire season, including playoffs, would you still have a split award for like the kind of the most valuable player of that current season and the best player in the league, or maybe do a split of the best player by opinion and the best player by statistics, or would you just try and keep it as one award? I think I'd like to see both. So the best player on statistics, because kind of like the golden boot in football, like it's 
numbers don't lie. This is the best player in that certain category based on these numbers. So if a footballer scores 80 goals in a season and he scored 10 goals more than anyone else, he's done his job and he earns an award. So it kind of, you know, it'd be nice to get kind of recognition for um, kind of, so obviously they do have the um, most assists in a season and all that sort of thing and defensive player. But, you know, a lot of them are all based on how much can you remember of, that, of their performance throughout the season? Whereas, you know, there's always players with a bit more blocks, a bit more steals, a bit more assists than the people that get the awards. So, but yeah, it'd be nice to see a purely statistic-based um, award, but how that would work would you have to give more weight to, say, um, all your points that you scored are worth one point towards the award. Um, each block you get is worth two, steals with three. Um, do you work it out that way? Um, or do you just kind of say um, who averages the highest in all statistics? Because um, on my notes, so when LeBron won it in um, 08 09, so Dwayne Wade, I think, had more points per game than him, mm-hmm. but LeBron uh, had averaged 28 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and one steal. Um, and they went 66 and 16, so they led the conference. So if we're talking about, um, you know, he probably earned that because he got the team to the top of the league. Okay, they didn't win the, the championship. So if we went on the championship, um, the playoff included, then it might have swayed some people's ideas. But you're talking about someone who's kind of willed their team to get to the top. They've won more games than they've lost. They've run since uh, 66 and 16, so that's not an easy thing to do as well. No. So he's obviously the most valuable player in the season because he averages a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, a lot of assists, and they were top in all seedings, so top of the overall NBA rankings. And then the next season, quite similar, so 61 and 21, and he went for 29 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. So he was actually a bit better that year. Yeah, so it does show that you know the, the best player can have that that impact on a team, doesn't it? And just because there's so many statistics out there that this could easily become a statistic-based award, like you said, in a kind of um, fantasy league style, I guess, if you apply a point system to each category, or I was just trying to look it up, the like the PER rating or whatever it is, it, it measures. They're measuring players' efficiency every single night. So, in theory, the player at the end of the season that averages maybe over a certain amount of minutes and is on a plus 500 team, like you said, kind of whittle it down that way because players can get a ridiculous kind of PR because they're so efficient because maybe they're a centre that plays five minutes a game, but they rarely miss a shot that they take, whatever. They become instantly become super efficient and fill up the categories or whatever. Or they're uh, Giannis and they take 16 shots from close range, make 16 layups, and then they get MVP for the All-Star game. So that. Yeah, perhaps. Just so efficient, but they're not on any highlight reels or any top 10 plays of the night. The one three took was, or maybe it was two threes, I don't one know. Three. But uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So 
if you yeah if you had your your choice like would the kind of statistical based analysis then fall to the other awards as well would you say your defensive players of the year your rookie of the year those kind of things all then follow in line we would kind of scrap the voting system or would you change the voting system and say the the people who play this game know who is the best of the game know who's the best defender in the game and let the players vote entirely for an award yeah i think so like it'd be nice to have the two so you'd have the, the statistics based can't lie this person performed the best out of any player based on these statistics you know i can't can't deny that then and then i probably have you know the alternate awards you'd have the nba mvp nba rookie of the year and then have the kind of people's nba award so that could could be something like um coaches media players and fans all voting just kind of whittle down all the options so then you'd have the usual ones then you have your rookie defensive player of the year your mvp um all that sort of thing so you'd have the statistics nba mvp and then the players or the um the people's nba mvp yeah so you kind of have the best of both worlds then so you have the numbers side of things and then you also have the kind of oh this player has always been my favorite i love him he's come from this place um this year his team's done really well better than they did last year he should have mvp you know because when i when i see defensive player of the year i always think you know, there's always someone saying, oh, well, this guy plays better. This guy shuts more defenders out. This guy gets more rebounds. You know, like Gobert gets it because of his position. And then you have a lot of podcasts and debates saying Ben Simmons should get it, but he can't because he doesn't fit the position. A guard, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, at the end of the day, doesn't say best defensive forward of the, of the season. It's defensive player. So if a guard is the best defender... What's wrong with that? Michael Jordan had defensive player of the year. He's a guard. I don't, I don't think a guard's won it since Tony Allen, perhaps, when he was on the Grizzlies. Um, but that that must have been maybe 10 years ago now. Well, that's crazy because the guards probably have got the hardest job now because they have to stop a three-point three-pointer more more than anything. You know, yeah. that's that's the change of the game. So if you can shut down Steph or Clay or Damian Lillard effectively then, you know, that's a defensive player of the year. Whereas, you know, if you're just blocking people because you're seven foot eight or whatever, then, okay, you, you're statistically, you're going to win the statistics, the statistics award for the most blocks, most rebounds, but that's your job. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I'd like to see more kind of uh, fan-based or people-based voting system separate to kind of the no-frills statistic side of things as well. So you still have vote inside and you have a statistical side. Yeah, because if you think about it, every time there's an NBA MVP or every time there's a defensive player or rookie of the year, is always debated. So it's good for the media because they create the fuss and the buzz. Like, who's going to get the, NBA, the rookie of the year this year? Is it going to be Lamelo, who's... Leading almost all the stats for the rookies this year, or is it going to be Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman purely because they're more of a friendlier name than going to a ball, sir? 
you know so it's, yeah. so it's it's a bit trickier like do you kind of go for the headlines and the good kind of what works well for the media and the newspapers or do you just say black and white well Lamella Ball has played like a starter almost all season he's actually benefited the Hornets all season and you know, apart from his turnover rate, which, you know, he's a guard. He's going to throw a lot of passes and he's a bit risky. So, comes with the territory, really. You know? Like, why wouldn't he get it? Yeah. No, it's, it's a fair point, definitely. Um, and I guess, like, that's where we want the listeners to kind of get involved with this as well. I'll, I'll put, when I, this episode goes live, I'll, I'll put a link out to the topic. And we want to hear everybody's opinions on this and ideas and stuff, whether you agree or don't agree. I'll give my opinion now. I think there should be two awards. I think there should be a most valuable player or whatever you want to call it for the season. And there should be an award for the best player in the league. And because that would be your true most valuable player. That has got to be the player that if you were drafting a league team from scratch and you had every player to choose from, that is the guy you go to. Nine, like 10 times out of 10, that is the one. Yeah, season MVP is for the person who has done something incredible that season, which is either win the championship or get triple doubles or whatever it may be. And then you can split that to however you want to be. I guess statistics will play more into the current kind of the best player, if you will. And the season one will be more kind of, oh, yeah, that guy had a really good season. So, I mean, that's the way I'd go about it. Have you got anything more, any other points you want to add to yours? So uh, going back to should it be after the playoffs? So Mm -hmm. one example I found was, um, the season that uh, Derek Rose won it, they played Cleveland in the playoffs. So it was obviously a run in between Derek Rose uh, won it the year after LeBron had won it. So he was given the MVP just before the playoffs. And then they played the Cavaliers in the playoffs and lost. So even though Rose had an amazing season, he just lost to last year's MVP in the playoffs. So kind of says the narrative then would be, ah, oh, you know, we're all building up Derek Rose to be the MVP of the season, but he just lost to last year's MVP. So does that mean LeBron is now the MVP? So if that kind of moving into the playoffs descriptor comes in, it kind of adds a bit more hype to games as well, I think. Yeah. You know, so kind of like, it's not like, oh, well, Derek Rose got the MVP now. He doesn't have to do much more. It's like, you know, if he beats LeBron, if he flips, then he's more deserving of the MVP because he beat him in the playoffs. But they lost in the playoffs, so it's almost like a last dance Michael Jordan scenario where they can go, well, I took it personally and I wanted to beat him in the playoffs. (laughs) You know? So it works both ways. So you kind of could fool one guy. That's probably why Derek Rose lost in the playoffs because they probably fooled LeBron to want to beat him. But then vice versa, if no one had been picked, then you got potentially this year's MVP in Derrick Rose against last year's MVP in LeBron. The hype that that would create would be amazing going into playoffs and going into the rounds, you know? 
yeah, when with the awards still up to grabs, it might. Yeah, one of no. those individual performances, I guess. Yeah, no, I think you brought up some really, really good points. Like I said, I think the award system does need to be looked at. I think they've they've tried to do it in places with like the All Star Games of adjusting the percentage of votes and things, and this is definitely an issue or something that needs to be perhaps looked at league wide, um, which probably won't be. But I mean, the only way you're going to generate that is by talking about it and, and sort of lobbying for that kind of change, if you will. But um, yeah, I think this is a really, really good talking point, Joel. Yeah, good. So let's start to wrap it up there. Unless you've got any other pressing points you really want to hammer it home with. Well, I was just looking at my notes and I was laughing because I've got a statistic here that says since 1975-76, only two people who have been named MVP have failed to win at least 50 games in the regular season. And that is Moses Malone, who did it twice. She was wow. MVP and his team failed to win 50 games. And the other one, surprisingly, is Russell Westbrook. He was given the award even though his team didn't win 50 games. Yeah. Whereas everyone else, and another fun fact is, apart from Dirk, so Dirk was just before Kobe who had the MVP, everyone else who has been named the season MVP is now in the Hall of Fame. That's a great statistic. So Dirk will be in the Hall of Fame. Kobe's in there. And then if you go through the list, would you say everyone in this list would be Hall of Fame? So you've got Kobe, will be, sorry, LeBron, Derek Rose, Kevin Durant, Steph, Russ, James Harden, Janis. Is there anyone there that wouldn't make it? The one that I think is least likely to make it out of that list is Derek Rose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether Westbrook wins a title or not, I feel like he's got a better shout because of his statistical performances. Yeah. But... Derek Rose won the MVP, but then the injuries just absolutely killed his career. So, but there's some big names on that list, that's for sure. Yeah, and then two other statistics to finish. I like my stats. Uh, Curry, in 2015-2016, only person to win it unanimously. So he had 121 votes. So you need 121 to be unanimous. And then only two players have fallen shy of one vote. Of being unanimous, do you want to guess? LeBron is definitely one. LeBron's one. Uh, hmm. Kobe? Nope, another Laker. Oh, another Laker. Magic? Nope. Mm. He also played for Orlando Magic. Shaq. Shaq. So. You know, like so, yeah. So those two are the only other people to fall shy of being unanimous. 120 out of 121 votes. Because I know, because just quickly as well on that, before we do wrap up, Shaq is always having a debate that he was the best player in the league at the time, and Steve Nash got the award because he'd had a maybe statistically better season than Shaq because Shaq played himself into fitness throughout the season, kind of thing. But if you are picking a team from the players available in the league at that point, Shaq would have been your like 
go to number one. Yeah, and he's yeah. yeah takes that with him everywhere. Yeah, but you know Phil Jackson would agree that if Shaq could keep fitness high, he probably would have won MVP for consecutive seasons. You know, but that's his own problem. Like it's his own fault for eating all the chicken wings, coming back and having to work on his fitness during the season. Yeah, you know. But no, I agree to his point that how many players would you think back on and think those were the best players that season for how many seasons? Like Magic Johnson would have been, or him and Larry Bird would have been the best players for a stretch of four or five years. I know then Michael Jordan was the best player for about six to seven years. You know, and he lost to Carmelo twice. Yeah. You know, just to build a narrative. And like, you know, in my opinion, I know Liam would absolutely <laughs> disagree, but I'd say since LeBron won it in 08-09, I think LeBron could probably have about eight consecutive NBA MVPs, at least. And I know uh, the No Dunks podcast kind of did a beat stepping on it, where I think they said out of the last 10 seasons, I think they said it was three that he probably shouldn't have won. But the lat he should have won seven. Yeah. And he's only won four. So it's tough, you know, like you know, he is the best player in the league, and he probably has been for the last ten years, or probably more. But you know, when you're successful, people don't like you, believe it or not. And that's the way it goes. So that's what I mean. It's kind of hammers home that you should have two awards. You know, LeBron James, best player in the league unanimously, because Everyone's afraid of him. You know, the Brooklyn Nets are not making this super team for no reason. Yeah. You know? And I was, I was washing the dishes earlier thinking, imagine if LeBron did that. Maybe so. Ah, you know, and Kevin Durant can do it twice for two different teams. And he's still the best scorer in the league and everyone loves him. <laughs> but yeah, he makes his own super teams and no one cares. But... Yeah, that's my. That's an, I think that's another one for the discussion another time. And I think that debate will come up at some point during this series. Make sure you help me in that one. Me, you, Liam, <laughs> Durant or LeBron, who would you pick? Well, there you go. So there's two points to end on there. If you want to get in touch and talk about this issue as well, then talk to us at, at underscore hardwood hoops on Twitter. Let's hear about your award or statistical ideas, ways we can kind of change up the league to make it more accurate for award givings and uh, if you want to kind of have a little weigh in on a maybe a LeBron Durant debate at some point let us know but thank you for coming on Joel yeah thank you very much thank you for having me enjoyed it that's so good first episode in the books and here's to many more speak to you all very soon